It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with the heart of the Olympics going on, why not take to some sports here this week here at the show? And for show number 155, for the week of August 18th, 2016, we're going to America's pastime. Yes, baseball. And that's right, we are going to welcome none other than a legend, an icon, somebody that's a motivational speaker and is the true life inspiration and story behind Disney's movie, The Rookie. We have none other than the True Life rookie, Jim the Rookie Morris, stopping in here at the show. That's right, Jim Morris is the true life story that Disney's movie The Rookie with Dennis Quaid is officially inspired by. And he's going to stop in and talk about this true life story, what motivated him, what it's like being the true life rookie, also having Disney make a movie about your true life story. What's he doing now, his motivational speaking, and keeping in touch with many of those kids that he's coached over the years as well. And Jim the Rookie Morris is going to stop in here, celebrate baseball, fun, motivation, and the future as Jim the Rookie Morris is stopping in here at the show. And I am excited for that. Being a coach of baseball myself, having my boys play baseball, being that coach for Little League, I am truly excited for this week's show. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, Nathan is putting on the white gloves, dusting off the books, and giving you just what happened this week in Disney history. We also have Caitlin returning with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2. Let's not forget Jason going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you have to add to your collection. And Randy, who's giving you all the latest from Disney Multimedia for your Androids, your iPhones, your devices, and much more in Disney Multimedia. And let's not forget Cody who's taken that trip down the Hollywood Walk with a little bit more about our very special guest here this week the one and only Jim the Rookie Morris. We have tons of news hot off the D-wire from the Magic Kingdom, the Grand Floridian, yesteryear's vintage wear, clothing, the Disney Channel, the Disney Store, and many other items hot off the D-wire. So before I jump into this week's show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is knowledgeable, they're experts, and they're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have for your family, your loved ones, and more. They're one 100% free, no-fee agency, and have been in business since 1994, award-winning agency, and they're knowledgeable and experts, as I stated. They're going to help you with your dining reservations, your tickets, and making it the most magical vacation that you could possibly have to the Walt Disney World or Disneyland Resorts. So definitely check them out at Mickey's Travel, and remember, if you mention that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up. That's right, from lanyards, autograph books, and so much more, they're giving you even more magic for your vacation just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio. So definitely check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor 
of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I am excited to go to America's pastime, go into the realm of baseball, and lots of fun because I love the Disney movie The Rookie, I love the true life story, and Jim the Rookie Morris is a great motivational speaker. I am excited to kick off this week's show, so let's officially kick off show number 155 for the week of August 18th, 2016, by what else? Talking a little bit of baseball. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Milwaukee's been a big league town since Aaron came up from the clowns. Bonnie, Eddie, Lou, Billy Joe. Then the pilots changed their name and the brewers soon became the only name Milwaukee fans were cheering for. I'm talking baseball. Skip Lockwood, Kubiak, Brewer, baseball. Colborne, Patton, Powerback, Slayton, Scott, and Briggs, and Davy May. Shares a feet with Hank and Mays Talking baseball Brewers all the way Well, Bambi came from Baltimore The pitchers gave a mighty roar 22 for Mike and 78 Darryl Porter, what a pity He left for Kansas City But Charlie was taking care of business at the plate Talking baseball Molitor and Yount, Brewer Baseball, Thomas hits him out, Channel Ben and Bando come to play, Larry Heisel, will he have another day, talking baseball, the Brewers all the way, when you're talking Brewer Baseball, Bob Euchre, Well, he's still a kid in 1980, what Cooper did, an MVP in Cy Young in one year. Well, Raleigh did it here. They're in a tough division, but Buck, he has a mission to wind up in the classic in the fall. New names drawing the old, another team unfolds. They look ready with money and Teddy, so let's play ball. I'm talking baseball, Molitor and Yount, Brewer baseball. Thomas hits them out, Gentle Band and Bando come to play. Gantner, Moose and Pete will have their say. I'm talking baseball, Brewers all the way. Milwaukee baseball. You got her. Jimmy Morris put his dreams aside. Coach. Counselor. 
Don't report that, Esther. I never do. But sometimes... Hey, Coach, you want to throw? I'll throw a couple. Yeah, Dad, bring the heat. When you least expect it... Oh, my God! <laughs> dreams come back to life. I threw today. How hard? Pretty hard. Anybody want to tell me how we lost that game? You quit out there. I'm talking about having dreams. You don't have dreams, you don't have anything. You're the one who should be wanting something more. Last time I checked, scouts aren't looking for high school science teachers. We start winning, you try out again. Are you serious? Yeah. All right. Yeah. To the district champion, ours. Now it's your turn, coach. It started as a simple bet. I promised to try out. It was this thing to get the kids to start playing. It became the most incredible true story. Rule number one is arms slow down when they get old. In baseball history. From the studio that brought you Remember the Titans. We've got an eight-year-old boy who waited all day in the rain to see his daddy try to do something that nobody believed he could do. Now what are we telling him if you don't try now? This spring. You bringing some kids? Besides your own? I'm, I'm here for me. For you. Jimmy, come on, you're up. Just a second. I'm not doing it. Don't hurt yourself. His dream was impossible. You the old guy? I'm the old guy. How fast were you throwing 15 years ago? 85, 86. You just threw 98 miles an hour. No. But his journey was extraordinary. To Coach Jimmy Morris, the man who taught us about wanting something more. Dennis Quaid. Do you know how many guys can throw the ball 98 miles an hour? Yes. Not many. The Rookie. This is Jim the Rookie Morris, and I'm here on Disney On Demand. with the crowd <laughs> buy me some peanuts and cracker jack i don't care if i ever get back let me root for the home team if they don't win it's a shame for it's one two three strike you're out at the old ball game Let me root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out of the old ball game. I can't believe it's Disney Blues, Disney on demand. Hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host. Jonathan Johnson. 
Alright LVD heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 155 for the week of August 18th, 2016 as we are going to America's pastime. Yes, we are welcoming none other than the real life story and inspiration behind Disney's movie The Rookie, the true life Jim the Rookie Morris is going to be stopping in here very shortly here at the show. We have the D team lined up with Nathan, Caitlin, Jason, Randy, and Cody. Tons of news hot off the D wire. So before I jump into everything here and really just jump feet first into this week's show and hit that home run, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D I Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand all three of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical little show. That simple, that easy. And if you really can't wait, you need the magic in your ears. You need Diz Radio right away. As soon as it gets released, go to Stitcher Radio or iTunes, and you can subscribe and get the latest shows right there for your Android, your iPhone, your tablet, and listen to it as soon as it gets released. That easy. Just search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand, and you can subscribe and get it as soon as it gets released right there to enjoy, listen to, and bring that magic directly in your ears. And remember, you can find all of these links and more, including ways to connect up with the D-Team, right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. So all of you D-Heads, with that out of the way, let's jump into the news hot off the D-Wire because there is a lot of news that is kicking off here this week. And how about from sand to a line of rocks and a fence? Yes, changes have been happening to the Grand Floridian shoreline. Now we all know the tragedy that happened not too long ago with the alligator, you know, attacking the young boy out of the water. Well, it seems Disney has now taken measures to make sure that doesn't happen anymore where people aren't waiting in the water. Now that, uh, you know, the signs were always there saying, please don't step in the water, don't wait in the water, people did it anyways. Well, now they went ahead and put up a nice new fence, you know, it is stylish, and also rocked off the shoreline of the beach. So now you have a full-lined fence with, you know, your standard wooden poles, roped fence, uh, you know, a little meshing in between it, much of what you'd see on, like, Pirates of the Caribbean or many of the water parks. And then they have the rock line. Yes, huge, giant rock boulders are now blocking off the picturesque lake right there. Now, as much as it does pain me to see this change, I understand why Disney has done it. They have gone ahead and making these corrections for moving forward. That is the one thing Disney is good with, is always making sure that there isn't going to be a reoccurrence. This might have been a one-time thing, tragedy that happened, and it truly was a tragedy, and our hearts go out to that family as uh, you know their young child is looking down from above at them. But Disney now has made those changes to the Grand Floridian shoreline. So next time you go to the Walt Disney World Resort, you can expect to see an entirely different shoreline at the resort. Now, since we are talking about the Walt Disney World Resort, let's talk about Yester Ears. Yes, Yester Ears, you know, Disney, of course, playing with the Mickey Mouse ears there. Vintage Apparel Collection is coming to the Disney Parks Online as of today. Yes, that's right. August 18th, Yester Ears 
vintage apparel clothing is coming. They are delighted to announce the new vintage apparel clothing called Yesteryears coming to the Disney Parks online store today, August 18th. Now, the name of this collection was inspired by a shop with the same name once found at the former downtown Disney Pleasure Island area. Now, during the next three months, you'll be able to find limited release apparel inspired by classic Walt Disney World attractions and locations. Now, some of the things that you're going to be able to find is, come on, Journey into Imagination, Dream Finder Ringer t-shirt. Doesn't get better than that. Now, the first shirt in this collection is something from everybody's childhood, as I mentioned, the Dream Finder and Figment. Now, when the merchandise team was planning the vintage collection, as they put it, they joked around and they would love to have a shirt that they once wore when they were children. By their surprise, the Disney Design Group has gone ahead and recreated that shirt. Now, they're also gonna allow you to seize the future. Now, we all love excess tech. Come on, I miss Alien Encounter like no other. You may go back to our archives when we had Jerry Rees here at the show, who is one of the orchestrators and key people behind Alien Encounter, and that was a fantastic guest and show. But now you can go seize the future yourself with an XS Tech t-shirt inspired by the extraterrestrial alien encounter. They're going to have a variety of different classic things, classic t-shirts, you name it. All I have to say is the first two, I must have them. Like, I really must have these already. I mean, it is going to be fantastic. Now, if you want to find out more, you can read more at the Disney Parks blog, and they're going to release a variety of articles and more. Now, going over the next, like I said, few months, they are going to release many of these. Now, it does launch today, August 18th, with this online, and all you have to do is go to the Disney Parks online store, start shopping, get it going, and uh, pretty much just throw your money at them, because that's what's going to happen, because you're going to want all of these right away. Now, since we are talking about Walt Disney World Resort and things like that, how about Disney digitally alters a hand gesture in the Rock and Roller Coaster attraction? Yes, Disney has reportedly made a change to the pre-show video of the Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith, removing a somewhat referred to as crude hand gesture given by Steven Tyler. Now, the long-standing Disney's Hollywood Studios attraction has been taking heat online for the past for Tyler's thumb to ring finger motion he makes in the cue presentation of the ride, with critics saying it is representative of a very wrong sexually driven gesture referred to as the shocker. Well, after 17 years, it seems Disney has responded by digitally removing the gesture. Now, photos and videos posted by park guests on social media this week show him making an open palm gesture. Now, Rock and Roller Coaster did open in 1999 and is an enclosed launch style coaster if you've never been to the parks. Fantastic ride, and it launches riders from 0 to 57 miles per hour in 2.8 seconds while listening to many Aerosmith hits. Now, this gesture. I do think that it is something that has just happened over the years. I don't think Steven Tyler purposely did it, but then again, he is a rock and roll legend and could just be trying to pull a fast one. Well now, Disney has digitally altered the crude hand gesture from Rock and Roller Coaster and removed it completely. Now, since we're talking about Walt Disney World, I think I'll stay on Walt Disney World for a while. Makes a little more sense to do that, but how about two new holiday event packages are now available at the Walt Disney World Resort. Yes, available just in time for the 2016 holiday season, groups can now enjoy two new event offerings at the Walt Disney World Resort, including the Winter Wonderland Escape Package available at Disney's Contemporary Resort and the Holiday Memories Offering available at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. From gatherings of family and friends to corporate and social groups, now they are saying it has never been easier to celebrate the holidays 
with a touch of Disney magic. Now available December 2nd through December 29th, the new event packages include immersive theming and specially designed menus, offering an affordable way for teams, organizations, and families to experience the wonder of the holidays at the Walt Disney World Resort. Now at Disney's Contemporary Resort Convention Center, guests will enter an elegant ballroom and find themselves transported into the world of snow-capped evergreens and larger-than-life snowflakes through the Winter Wonderland Escape Package. Now available for groups of 20 to 200 guests, the customizable holiday experience offers lunch and dinner menus featuring festive holiday fare, such as her panko crusted North Atlantic cod and chocolate peppermint cheesecake. Now classic holiday merriment, as they put, is going to abound through the holiday memories package at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort Convention Center, where guests are going to be immersed into a classic atmosphere featuring red, green, and gold tables, decorated with assortment ornaments and flickering candlelight. Now lighting projections will illuminate the walls with holiday gifts, candy canes, as well as holly adding a joyful tone. Now they're also going to have it available for groups of 20 to 80 guests and this holiday event offers a lunch and dinner menus featuring great bites such as carved maple glazed turkey as well as mama's pot roast and many other items. Now these are new ones and one has to ask yourself is Disney purposely creating these packages because sales are down. It has been reported in many of the other places that sales are down for park guests, attendance, and more. This might be a way to really pump it up during the holiday season. Now, you also can catch new holiday packages for many Disney resorts this season as well. There is pricing for both event options starting at $45 per person for lunch and $70 per person for dinner. Now, there is also going to be great Disney characters such as Mickey, Minnie, and others dressed, walking around, and really showing their involvement for the holiday season. Now, if you want to find out more about this, you can visit DisneyMeetings.com or you can call 321 939 7129 or also go ahead and visit mickeystravel.com they're going to help you right there as well let them know Diz Radio sent you and they can help you out with this holiday merriment as well but now all new two new event holiday packages at the Walt Disney World Resort and finally one more Walt Disney World thing here mine as well how about go go squeeze Yes, I'm not, you know, every time I read that, I just want to say like, go, go gadget arms or something. But Go, Go Squeeze has now become the official applesauce of the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort. Now, Go, Go Squeeze, the leading brand of 100% fruit in a pouch, announced this week that it has been named the official applesauce of the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort. Now, Go, Go Squeeze's applesauce pouches will be available in locations throughout both resorts. Now, since its launch in June of 2008, Go, Go Squeeze has been committed to providing families with all-natural, on-the-go snacks. And GoGo Squeeze has proven that it's been possible for an on-the-go snack to be made with simple, natural ingredients that are nutritious, delicious, and allowing kids to squeeze it in their mouth instantly, even while on vacation. Now, as they have officially released, at GoGo Squeeze, we make it easier for kids and families to be a little bit healthier and happier every single day. And there's no better place to do that than at the Disney parks at Bill Graham, president of the corporation and maker of GoGo Squeeze. Now with our delicious and nutritious applesauce squeezers, we're delighted to provide families with some goodness on the go as they enjoy their Walt Disney World Resort or Disneyland Resort experience. Now in addition to availability throughout the Disney resorts, GoGo Squeeze is also a sponsor of several events held at the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort where GoGo Squeeze applesauce pouches may be sampled. 
Gogo Squeeze is now the presenting sponsor of all Run Disney Kid Races, a fun way to engage kids early on with healthy activities as part of the Disney Race Weekends. They are also a sponsor of the annual Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival and all of the Disney Social Media Mom Celebrations, an annual influential blogger conference. Now, as the Vice President of Disney Corporate Alliances and Operating Participants, Kathy Klein has stated, families are always on the go visiting the Disney parks and resorts, and we're delighted to team up with GoGo Squeeze to provide a convenient and healthy snack for our guests. If you want to find out more about this, uh, you know, you probably have seen these at the store. I know I buy them for my children as well, but you can visit GoGo Squeeze, and that's S-Q-U-E-E-Z dot com. Now, moving along here, let's get away from the parks. And how about going into uh, handheld devices and our mobile devices and all those kind of fun things. And how about Disney announcing the launch of Zootopia Crime Files? Yes, hidden objects on your mobile devices. Now, the hidden object game asks players to help Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde solve cases by completing hidden object scenes. Now, in each normal scene, players are asked to find items on a list, which may include pieces of evidence or clues for current cases. Now, users can access hints if they need help finding the objects. Now, as users progress, they'll also unlock additional kinds of scenes. For instance, one may scene may have a variety of different hidden objects as possible in one area, but you got to do it in a limited amount of time. While another may ask them to unscramble a scene's imagery to move around scrambled pieces like a puzzle to put them in their proper locations. Now, players can earn points as they complete the scenes, and users can replay the scenes to earn additional points, which go toward unlocking mystery stars for many of those scenes. Now, players can collect up to five mastery stars per scene. Now, as players progress throughout the case, they'll learn the traits about the culprit as well as traits about the suspects. And at the end of each case, users can arrest the proper suspect by identifying the suspect whose traits most match the culprits. It's a fun game, really causes kids to engage and really have them use their brain and problem solve. Now, at launch, Zootopia Crime Files Hidden Object includes 36 scenes and 18 bonus stages, and Disney said additional clues and scenes and cases are going to be added in the upcoming months. Now, if you want to find out more about this, you can download it absolutely free. Yes, you heard me right, absolutely free in the iTunes App Store, Google Play, and the Amazon App Store. Now, the game also is available for download for free on your Windows Store for the PC, and the title is part of Amazon Underground, which means the game's in-app purchases are free for users who download the game from the Amazon App Store. So if you want to find out more about this, really get your crime solving in play, really get your brain going, and maybe just want to pass the time away at your desk at work, now you can check out Disney's Zootopia Crime Files hidden object games on your mobile devices. And moving right along here, let's pull things down on a little bit of a somber note. And how about, yes, R2D2 himself, Kenny Baker, has passed away at the age of 83 here this week. The British actor who played R2D2 in the Star Wars films, as everybody knows, has passed away at the age of 83 after a long time illness. Now, Kenny Baker, who is only three foot eight inches tall, shot to fame in 1977 when he played R2-D2 in the legendary Star Wars A New Hope. He went on to play the character in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, as well as the three Star Wars prequels from 1999 to 2005. Now, he's also appeared in a variety of other films that everybody loves, from The Goonies, Time Bandits, and even Flash Gordon. Now, his niece, Abigail Shield, paid tribute to her uncle as she told many press releases it was expected 
but it's nonetheless very sad. He had a very long and fulfilling life, and he brought lots of happiness to people that we've been celebrating around the world. Now, this is a sad, sad note, but you know, he had a full life, a great fan base, and everybody loved him. Great iconic mentor in the Star Wars universe, Kenny Baker, R2-D2, has passed away at the age of 83. All right, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to take a break here from news. I have more news coming up here from Little Mermaid to uh, real-life lightsabers and many other things as we gear up, yes, to go to uh, America's pastime, the baseball field. We have more coming from the D-team and a lot of things as we gear up for the real-life Jim the Rookie Morris, the inspiration behind Disney's movie The Rookie, stopping in here very shortly. So before I release the reins here to the D-Team and uh, keep the show moving here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel has been in business since 1994. They're knowledgeable, they're experts, and they are 100% no-fee free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical Walt Disney World vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, booking your trips, and making it extra magical and memorable. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they're going to hook you up. Yes, make it extra magical with lanyards, autograph books, and more just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio. So definitely check them out. Mickey'sTravel.com, the most knowledgeable Disney experts I can refer you to and the official sponsor here at Diz Radio. Check them out, mickeystravel.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team as Nathan is going to put on the white gloves, dust off the books, and tell you just what happened this week in Disney history. We also have Caitlin, who's coming at you with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2. And let's not forget Cody, who's going to be stopping in with the Hollywood Walk with a little bit more about Jim the Rookie Morris and many other things. So let's continue to trek on for show number 155 for the week of August 18th, 2016, as we continue on with baseball fun and great baseball stories. Who can't forget Casey at the bat and many other pop flies, home runs, and magical baseball moments. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Oh, what a lark to ride out to the park and just to see Casey. They travel for miles and they stand in the aisles. And just to see Casey, the ladies don't understand baseball a bit. They don't know a strike from a foul or a hit. But when they see Casey, that game has got it. They see the pride of them all. The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Mudville Nine that day. The score was 4 to 2. With but one inning left to play. Listen, you bunch of bush leakers, this here is the ninth inning, in case you don't know it. It's the wind-up, the blow-off. Come on, now unbutton your shirt. Now get in there and fight. Who's up next? Cooney! The coach was really worried when Cooney went to bat, but all he had to offer was 300 pounds of fat. Ah, but Cooney was determined. He tried to do his worst. He kept his batting average all right. And as usual, died at first. Hooray for our side! Hooray, hooray! Ah, shut up! Sit down! Hurry, up the bum! I'll kick the stuffings out of Yeah, run that guy out of town on the rail. Battles was the next one up, and Battles made a hit. 
Wow, he smacked a beauty right in the pitcher's mitt. <laughs> Hey, this is Nate Torrance from Star vs. the Force of Evil and Zootopia, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. The Abracadabar is officially open at Disney's Boardwalk, and let me tell you, I've heard only great things. With fantastic theming and obviously magical cocktails, this is the new place to grab drinks at night. Whether you try a magic mirror, conjurita, parlor trick, pepper's ghost, or magic hatton, you're sure to have a wonderful time at Abracadabar. In some of the biggest news of the week, it's been announced that the Main Street Electrical Parade will be leaving Walt Disney World this October to make its way to Disneyland. If you can make it to the parks before October 9th, you can catch a parade viewing in the Magic Kingdom one last time. No news yet on what will replace Main Street Electrical, but here's hoping it will be the Paint the Night Parade from Disneyland that's also been announced to end this winter. If you love retro Disney merchandise, be on the lookout for the new Yester Ears collection coming to the Disney Parks online store this weekend. They will regularly have new releases of vintage-styled apparel, some of which are exact replicas of the Disney designs of yesteryear. Be on the lookout for Epcot Food and Wine Festival news in the coming weeks, too. It's just about that time of year. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. Coaches put me in the outfield. Do I even need to mention? It's my job to catch the ball and, more important, pay attention to the pitcher or the batter. Is it the former or the latter? Does it even really matter when there are dead lions grown along the fence and there's cotton candy clouds that look like elephants and that squirrel up in the trees looking down at me then back up at the sky is it a bird or a plane should i pray for some rain or hope that it's just a helicopter suddenly i'm seized by a horrible disease someone please someone please call my family doctor because it's a oh it's nothing i'm feeling better thought it was round and made of leather i could really use a snow cone or my baseball cup Honey for their homes. And that squirrel up in the trees Looking down at me Then back up at the sky Is it a bird or a plane? Should I pray for some rain? Or hope that it's just a helicopter? Suddenly I'm seized by a horrible disease Someone please, someone please Call my family doctor Cause it's a
even need to mention that I caught the and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk right down that For much of its 90-year history, the Walt Disney Company has had a love affair with America's pastime. Starting back with Walt, baseball has always been a part of the company heritage. In the 1930s, at his studio on Hyperion Avenue in Hollywood, Walt's artists and animators would often step into the batter's box for a friendly game. And as you can see in these rare photos, Walt was no stranger to taking a few swings at the plate himself. In 1940, when he opened the new Disney Studios in Burbank, Walt made sure one essential amenity was installed, a brand new athletic field for his employees. Walt used baseball as a way to tell stories through classic animated shorts like How to Play Baseball and the Make Mine Music segment, Casey at the Bat. In 1964, Walt's friend and then owner of the Los Angeles Angels baseball club, Gene Autry, decided to build a new stadium for the team in Anaheim, not far from Disneyland. In 1966, Anaheim Stadium became the home of the team, who sported a brand new name, the California Angels. In 1996, the Walt Disney Company purchased the Angels and owned the team for seven years. It was during that time that the Angels won their first World Series. The Walt Disney Archives even has one of the World Series rings in its collection. The connection between Disney and baseball proves that America's pastime is just as enduring today as it was when Walt walked the studio lot. Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I'm Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So with that being said, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with this week's quote, coming from our Uncle Walt himself again. In this volatile business of ours, we can ill afford to rest on our laurels, even to pause in retrospect. Times and conditions change so rapidly that we must keep our aim constantly focused on the future. Now moving on, it's Diz Radio throwback time for this week in Diz Radio history, with show number 43 from August of 2013, featuring Kevin McDonald of Lilo and Stitch fame as the former Galactic Federation member and Earth lover himself, Mr. Pleakley. Jump back with us today. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to go to 1939, when today is Donald Duck Day at the 1939 New York World's Fair. Donald has been flown in from Hollywood to attend the premiere of his latest cartoon, Donald's Penguin, playing at the National Biscuit Theater in the Food Pavilion. In 1941, Walt and members of his staff depart Miami Beach, Florida on their way to Brazil to begin their extended goodwill tour of South America. In 1958, the grand opening of Disneyland's Alice in Wonderland Dark Ride took place with a ceremony hosted by Walt Disney himself and Mouseketeer Karen Pendleton dressed as Alice. Also in 1958, I separated this birthday this time because I'm linking some info to it this week. Belinda Carlisle, who you may know from the band The Go-Go's, was born. 
Belinda also recorded two promotional versions of Disney's Hercules' I Won't Say I'm In Love, which Meg sings about Herc. If you want to hear and see a totally different take on this song, in its early phases with the Belinda Carlisle Go-Go's twist, check out our Disney On Demand chat and discussion page on Facebook called D-Wire, your Disney memories, news, and discussion, for a posting of it by me. Moving on to 1968, former Vice President Richard Nixon and his family visited Disneyland. At this time, Nixon is running for president, and because of their close proximity to Anaheim, the Nixon family has been frequent visitors to Disneyland ever since August of 55. In 1969, Disneyland attendance hits a record 82,516 visitors. In 1981, a Wedway People Mover opens at the Houston International Airport in Houston, Texas, the system has been constructed by Disney's Community Transportation Services Division and is the first use of a Disney system outside of its theme parks. In 1999, Disney's newest ship, the Disney Wonder, embarked on its maiden voyage. In 2002, the, Dif- the Travel Channel airs Disney's Imagineers for the very first time. Moving on to 2004, we have Disney releasing the absolute hit, in my opinion, animated feature film, The Three Musketeers, starring Mickey, Donald, and Goofy on DVD and video. In 2006, after nearly 13 years of entertaining Walt Disney World guests, Merlin performed his last Sword in the Stone show in front of Cinderella's Golden Carousel. Merlin had been challenging young guests to pull the sword from the stone several times a day in Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom since 1994. In 2007, the names of the towers at the Disneyland Hotel are changed officially. As of this day, the Marina Tower is now known as the Magic Tower, the Sierra Tower is called the Dreams Tower, and the Bonita Tower, named for the wife of Jack Rather, the hotel's original owner, is now the Wonder Tower. In addition to this, Marina Sundries is renamed officially to Donald's Gifts and Sundries. Also in 2007, the world premiere of Disney Channel's highly anticipated High School Musical 2 is hosted at AMC Theaters in downtown Disney at the Disneyland Resort. And also following the premiere, Disney Channel debuted the much-anticipated sequel, High School Musical 2. An astounding 17.2 million viewers tuned in, making it the most-watched cable telecast ever. And after the premiere was over, Disney Channel followed up the sequel with a sneak peek of the new hit animated series, Phineas and Ferb, with the episode Roller Coaster, starring Ashley Tisdale as Candace. In 2010, the last Tour to Endor special ticket event is held at Disney's Hollywood Studios as part of the Star Wars Celebration 5 convention. The event allowed attendees a last chance to ride Star Tours before it closed in September, and even George Lucas himself was in attendance. In 2011, after months of closure and years of under-new management, birds and flowers once again sprang to life at the Walt Disney World when Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room had a soft opening. And in 2013, this one's near and dear to the heart and really hurts, the official Disney Infinity launch event is held in Times Square, New York City. Disney Infinity, which officially has been canned at this point, is for the Xbox 360, the PlayStation 3 system, Wii U, Wii, and Nintendo 3DS at the time. But as we know, it's also come to next-gen systems and additional releases since. And we're going to end this week in Disney history D-heads with a few birthdays around the Disney company. We're going to start out birthdays this week with timeless funny man Steve Martin being born in Waco, Texas. Davy Crockett himself, Fez Parker, is also born in Texas, followed by the real Davy Crockett being born near what is now Greene County, Tennessee, 
and ending birthdays was singer and actress Demi Lovato being born in Texas as well. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at Nathan at DizRadio.com. As always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, OVD heads, so I am back. And I'll extend a very special thank you once again to Nathan, Caitlin, for stopping in here, chatting with all of us, bringing their signature segments, and adding that bit of magic. Remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Just go to the D-Team page, connect up with them, drop them a line. They don't bite. So, LVD heads, we are gearing up for Jim the Rookie Morris. Stopping in here very shortly, we have a fun America's Pastime show going on here this week. Lots of great things on the horizon. More coming from the D-Team with Jason, Randy, and Cody. So I'm going to jump right back into news because there is a lot more news than I left you with. And how about The Little Mermaid? Yes, The Little Mermaid live-action remake is happening. And Alan Menken and Lin-Manuel Miranda is on board for the music. Now, Disney is moving forward with their live action, The Little Mermaid, and they're recruiting some of the best talent in the creative talent process in the business. Yes, with Lynn manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame and the legendary Disney songwriter Alan Menken. They're going to team up to write the music for the live action adaption of the beloved 1989 animated film. Now, Miranda will also produce the film alongside Mark Platt, who did Grease Live. Now, per Deadline's official website, the plan is for the soundtrack to be a mix of new music and pre-existing songs from the animated classic, which Mankin co-composed with winning two Oscars for his work on the film. As for Miranda, this deepens his burgeoning relationship with Disney and will soon star in Rob Marshall's Mary Poppins reboot alongside Emily Blunt and Meryl Streep. In addition to many of the projects, he also is producing a feature film adaption of the first Tony-winning musical, In the Heights. Now, the studio is in negotiations with details for his involvement for The Little Mermaid, but at this point, he is currently on board to supervise the story, with the studio planning to hire a screenwriter very soon. Now, it is also worth noting that the Pulitzer, Grammy, and Emmy three-time award winner has a lot of love for the property as well, and it doesn't seem that he has any shying away from really encouraging and loving these classics. Now, Disney is on a remake rampage, much of like what they did in the late 90s with That Darn Cat, The Parent Trap, The Shaggy Dog. I mean, I could go on and on with all of those. But right now they have Cruella with Emma Stone that's coming out, A Wrinkle in Time that is coming out, Jungle Cruise with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Dumbo, who's being directed by Tim Burton. There's the sequel to Mary Poppins, Maleficent 2 with Angelina Jolie, The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, The Jungle Book 2, and a Tinkerbell project, which Reese Witherspoon is set to star as well. So live action reboots are coming our way, and they're going to happen very soon. Now, moving aside from the movies, let's get into something that was, I guess, based off the movies, but now could come to real life. And how about Disney just filed a patent that could make lightsabers look and feel real? 
Yes, I will give you a second here to take that in. That's right, Disney has now designed a system that appears to shoot out a beam of light from a hilt, just as lightsabers do in Star Wars. Now, the design, detailed in a patent application filed by Disney on July 17th, uses a complex sounding system of drones, laser beams, and retro-reflective devices to simulate real-life lightsaber experiences. Now, here's how it works in really basic terms and pretty much the only way that I can understand it. A drone will locate the device, such as a lightsaber hilt. By detecting the invisible infrared light emitted from that device, the drone will then project the visible light passing through matter, like a water vapor or a fog, to make the light beam appear stronger to the device. And in doing so, it'll appear as if the beam of light is coming from the lightsaber hilt itself, rather than the drone. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Now the patent application did not say precisely what Disney plans to do with the lightsaber, which is technically called an audience interaction projection system. But it says it was designed as a new way for customers to participate in theatrical performances, theme park features, concerts, sporting events, and films. And it lays out a number of scenarios in which it might work, including allowing audience members to emit laser beams from their phones with the help of the app. Now, unfortunately, unlike the lightsabers in Star Wars, with, uh, which are plasma blades powered by the fictional crystal, Disney's laser beams won't be solid, so you can't expect uh, any real duels, but it will look really, really cool. Now, park attendees could potentially deflect the laser beams with Disney lasers as well. So, come on, a patent to make lightsabers real? It could be very, very fun and interactive. Now, since we are talking about products and Disney, how about there has been a launch date announced for Ethan Allen's Disney collection? Yes, Ethan Allen, the Danbury-based furniture maker, announced that it is releasing its Disney-inspired furniture and home decor collection with the launch of the company's website and select Ethan Allen Design Centers on November 18th. Now, the date coincides with the anniversary of, yes, none other than our favorite mouse, Mickey Mouse. Now, as Ethan Allen has officially released, there couldn't be a better collaboration of two iconic American brands, Ethan Allen and Disney. As an 84-year young brand, we're excited to launch our very first collection of its kind. Without giving away too much, you'll just see something very unexpected. Now, the collection will include a range of different offerings from nursery rooms, kids, as well as family living spaces, bedrooms, and you name it. And Ethan Allen and Disney are going to have fantastic furniture that you're just going to throw your money at as well. Now, Ethan Allen has said, we are delighted to work with Disney, and this initiative has been a great team effort from day one. Now, you can find out more at ethanallen.com Disney for sneak peeks, what to expect, and more. Now, getting back to the Disney movies here, how about Keira Knightley? And she is officially set to star in Disney's Nutcracker. Now, Keira Knightley, who we all know from Pirates of the Caribbean and many other great films, who also made her Broadway debut last season, has been cast in Disney's upcoming film version of The Nutcracker, according to Variety. Now, entitled The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, the live-action motion picture is based on The Nutcracker and the Mouse King and is casting a huge star-studded cast along with Keira Knightley as the Sugar Plum Fairy. Now, the cast will also feature a ballet superstar, Misty Copeland, who made her Broadway debut in On the Town, and Oscar winner Morgan Freeman, as well as Mackenzie Foy playing Clara. Now, in the film, Variety does report one of Claire's Christmas toys, a Nutcracker doll, comes to life and battles the evil mouse king with seven heads. We all know the story. It's going to be fun. But now Keira Knightley is officially attached to the picture, coming the Nutcracker, the Four Realms. Keira Knightley is the Sugar Plum Fairy. Well, all of you D-heads, with that said, there is some other news. Disney's Animal Kingdom is slashing its hours after dark attractions starting on September 5th. 
and many other things. But I am going to cut news here. We have more coming from the D team as we have Cody taking that walk down the Hollywood Walk with more about our very special guest, Jim the Rookie Morris. We have Jason going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you want to add to your collection. And we have Randy with the latest from Disney Multimedia and much more. So I'm going to release the reins here to the D-Team one last time. And the next time I stop in, we're going to continue on with America's pastime as we have Jim the Rookie Morris. Yes, the true life story behind Disney's movie The Rookie starring Dennis Quaid stopping in here very shortly here at the show. So it's time to get on that pitcher's mound, throw the ball, don't worry about dancing, and play some baseball. Take it away, team, and the next time I'm back, all VD heads, I'll have Jim the Rookie Morris here in the studio with me.
Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Well, all right, all you D-heads, it's that time again. It's time to strap in and get ready for this week's Hollywood Walk. And this week, we have none other than the real-life Jim Morris. Everyone knows Jim Morris was played by Dennis Quaid in the Disney film The Rookie. So we are very excited to have him with us this week. So why don't we get to know Jim just a little bit better before he teams up with Jonathan in just a few short minutes here. Jim Morris was born January 19th in 1964 from Brownwood, Texas. Growing up throughout his childhood, he moved from different cities and he began playing baseball at the age of only three. His father, Jim Sr., became a recruiter for the United States Navy. After a little while of moving from different cities, they finally settled in Texas where Jim would attend Brownwood High School. Brownwood High School at the time did not yet have a baseball team, so he played football for the Lions from 1979 to 1982. That's the Brownwood High School Lions, and I'm not, not hopping over here and going to Detroit or anything like that for the NFL. But during his time, 1979 to 82, playing football for his high school, they won the state championship where he would play as a wingback, punter, and kicker. But he never gave up on his dreams of becoming a professional baseball player. In January of 1982, during the amateur baseball draft, he was selected 466th overall by the New York Yankees, but he decided not to sign at that time. He would then later be selected 4th overall in the 1983 amateur draft, January secondary, by the Milwaukee Brewers. So, you know, I feel a little bit more for this guest here. Uh, Milwaukee, the Brewers are my home team, and I not, I've never been huge into baseball, but obviously you know, I kind of follow the Brewers a little bit, so that's kind of neat to know. Uh, he did end up signing with them, but he suffered several arm injuries in the minor leagues and was released during the 1987 Caesar. Never having progressed past the single A minor leagues, he signed with the Chicago White Sox organization in 1989, but was again unable to rise past the single A leagues. Since he couldn't really make anything of his career then, Morris became a high school physical science teacher and baseball coach at Reagan County High School in Big Lake, Texas, with his wife Lori, his nine-year-old son, and his five and one-year-old daughters. Now, obviously, as I kind of get into this a little bit more, I'm basically going to be telling you what the movie is about. Um, so I'm not going to dabble a little bit in here. I'll leave that kind of to Jason if he wants to dabble in that a little bit more. Uh, but basically, how it goes is in the spring of 1999, Jim Morris made a promise to his baseball club that he would try out for a Major League Baseball team if his team had won the district championship. Now, a lot of people are saying, okay, well, I, what does that mean? Well, kind of put it in perspective here. The team, they weren't the most winningest team ever. They they were quite the struggling team back then. So to them, it was a huge it was a huge goal to set for themselves. So it was something that had never been accomplished before for that high school. His team had won the title, and Morris kept his end of the bargain by attending a Tampa Bay Devil Rays tryout. And of course, as you would imagine, you know, having you know a dad basically come into tryouts where all these young college kids and high you know kids out of high school are coming out to try out guys weren't really the scouts weren't really you know interested in seeing what jim morris had to do really the only reason they let him try out is because of morris telling him the story about the promise to his players so they gave him a whirl and uh turned quite some heads as he was able to throw 12 consecutive 98 mile per 
per hour fastballs. And that is something any major league pitcher will tell you. It's, it's not easy to do, especially consecutively. After some debate with the family, Morris signed a professional contract with the Devil Rays at the age of 35 years old, and where he would start out with the minor league Orlando Rays. After a few appearances, he moved up to a spot with the AAA Durham Bulls, and on September 18th, 1999, against Royce Clayton of the Texas Rangers, the 35-year-old Morris made his debut in the major leagues. So it was quite an accomplishment, the oldest rookie in Major League Baseball history. Morris made 16 Major League appearances in 2000, during which his arm problems recurred. His final appearance came on May 9th, 2000 at Yankee Stadium, after which the Rays released him. In December of 2000, he was signed to a minor league contract by the Los Angeles Dodgers, but was released during spring training. At the end of his Major League career, he had an ERA of 4.80 and 13 strikeouts. Morris has released since then an autobiography called The Oldest Rookie, and he often appears as a motivational speaker, and you can check him out on YouTube on his motivational speeches. I know I have, and I thought they were great. He's got some great stories to tell, not just about being the oldest rookie in professional baseball, but also, you know, kind of his upbringing and everything, and kind of what got him into it and made him the man he was, and the stories he tells about his grandfather are just they're just phenomenal. If you're having a bummed out day, just look up Jim Morris' motivational speech, and you'll just click one. You'll you'll love it. So, and obviously, as everyone knows, in 2002, The Rookie came out, where he was played by Dennis Quaid, one of Disney's favorites to be played. Uh, Dennis has been in a bunch of things, so it's probably quite an honor to be played by Dennis Quaid, and I'm sure Dennis Quaid was honored as well to portray Jim Morris, the oldest rookie in professional baseball. So that's it for Jim Morris that I have, but it will be extremely exciting and extremely interesting to see what he does going forward with his motivational speeches. It would be wonderful to actually get there live and in person and actually see him and uh, maybe kind of talk to him and just about the struggles he went through and just uh, how to overcome them. I mean, it's just a great story for kids to just to show that you're never too old to pursue your dreams. I mean, and that's what Disney's always been about is just following your dreams and making them come true for yourself. And that's exactly what he did. It's a great story. And uh, obviously the rookie is a great film. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. That's going to be it for me, D-Heads, this week. Again, if you have any questions or comments, you can always email me at Cody, C-O-D-Y, at DizRadio.com. And get ready because Jim Morris is coming up with Jonathan right after this. Have a great one, D-Heads. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones where people are defeating the odds. They're the underdogs. They're inspirational stories. And with us here this week is somebody that has played that part in many people's lives. You know him from a variety of different things, ball player, inspirational speaker, and many other roles that we're going to touch base upon. We have none other than Jim the Rookie Morris here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. 
Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate it. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, your story is one that is inspirational, touches many people's lives, and of course, Disney fans out there know your life story that was made into the movie The Rookie, uh, you know, some years ago as well. But I guess before we touch base upon that, with your story and the entire career and making dreams happen, I guess jumping into that, so baseball was it for you. Baseball was something you wanted to jump into. I guess, uh, was that your entire life? It was, from the age of five. You know, I had a it was touched upon the film that my dad and I didn't get along very well. That was actually their version of a G-rated story, and it was way worse than that, physical, verbal. And so baseball, for me, was a way to get out and meet people and be the kid I was instead of being the man my dad wanted me to be at five. Well, you know, and baseball is one of those things, too, where it is a sport where you're an individual, you take a stand, yet you work as a team. It's one of those few sports where it covers everything. You face the you face the plate up there alone, but at the same time, you have support behind you. And like you said, you know, the movie, of course, was G-rated. Uh, you know, it was a way to inspire everybody. Now, originally, you were drafted, you know, early in the 80s. Of course, myself, being a Milwaukee native, uh, you know, being, you know, drafted for the Brewers and then going on to coach, what was it like, you know, when you moved on, you started to coach, and seeing these boys that really wanted to rally together and needed something extra in their lives, was that just something where you realized, I need to be that person? I don't know if it was that or if it was just I recognized a need for these kids, and I thought I was the perfect person in that job at that time because I had dealt with a lot of issues they were dealing with. They didn't feel good enough. They were put down all the time. Even coaches in other sports were putting them down. And so when I got them, I was like, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to talk about how good they are instead of how bad they have been. And so we just started talking about how good they are. We told them how good they could be. And we just talked about success, success, success. And in that, these kids started believing themselves. They started believing me. And we went from 10 kids my first year to 63 in my second year in a little bitty school in West Texas. And so people bought into it. And in that, I felt like I was doing the right thing. And these kids turned everything around. Well, you know, and with that turning around, of course, you know, that is that Cinderella story that everybody has now, you know, seen, uh, you know, in the movie. And, of course, writing the book. I guess with that, I guess, what made you prompt wanting to write a book about the entire story and making that kind of bet um, where, you know, you, it's something to inspire the kids and say, all right, I'm going to do this. I'll try out. It is what it is. I guess what really prompted that? And then afterwards, what made you realize that you wanted to go back and write a book about this and kind of notate this uh, mark in your career? Yeah, and so I failed so many times. I'd done so many things wrong that when I got that second chance to coach these kids, I knew I want to do it the right way. I thought if I teach them the opposite of what I did, they'll be pretty good, and they were. <laughs> well, you know, and with that, too, and teaching them that opposite way and motivating them and, you know, going into, you know, I guess, you know, going for the tryouts, was it nerve-wracking realizing all these years later, you know, that you had to, you know, go in there, try out, and just to prove a point and show that you were honoring your word to these boys? It was nerve-wracking because I thought, I will go embarrass myself and make the biggest rear end of myself possible because I'm this big, fat, old dude showing up with 18, 24-year-old kids, and they didn't even want to warm up with me. They looked at me, and they're like, who is this old guy? And so by the time I took the mound, they had me throw last, I thought, everybody's leaving, everybody's already tried out, I'm throwing, the scout shaking the radar gun, I thought, I don't even throw hard enough to register on the gun, that's ridiculous. And then everything, they had a kid step in the box, and when the kid looked back at the scout, he goes, do I really have to step in? That's when I knew I was throwing pretty good. <laughs> 
Now, with that, you know, and, you know, going ahead and moving on, playing for the Devil Rays, and, you know, moving forward, you know, into the Disney film, of course, when you were approached or, you know, whatnot about that they wanted to make this into a movie, what was your initial reaction? I thought, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. You want to make a movie about a fat old guy who's had nine surgeries and weighs 250 pounds? That's not going to happen. They're not making a comedy about me, man. And it was actually one of my old roommates from when I was with Milwaukee, and he worked with Disney. Then he goes, dude, we want to make a movie about you. I said, there is no way you're making a comedy about me. He goes, no, man. Michael Eisner turned on this idea. He wants to do it. And then I get called up, and then it explodes. But at first, I thought it was just a, a lark. I thought everybody was joking with me. It was... I wasn't going to have it, and then they kept calling my agent, and by the time we got to L.A., Bill Plasky for the L.A. Times wrote this big article, front page of the sports page on a Sunday, my third day in the big leagues. That night, they had to change my name in the hotel because I had 700 and something calls that night, and people want to do documentaries, books, movies, and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. I'm just this old guy who made a bet with his kids, and now all this has happened. It was just very surreal for me. Well, you know, and with that, too, you know, with the film, it did go on to become a really inspirational film. You know, I mean, you know, of course, you know, adaptations from real life to film always have those little bit of changes and nuances. But, you know, when it comes to baseball films, many times they're slapstick comedies. They're funny. Yours is truly inspirational. I guess with that, how involved were you with the film and helping Dennis Quaid and, you know, everybody behind the film make sure that it was, you know, accurate, at least to your story? And did it really live up? your standards when it finally hit the theaters i'll give you two examples when dennis signed on to do the film he said if you see anything being filmed that you do not agree with you tell me it's out and i thought that made me comfortable right away the second thing was while we were filming i was on the set constantly and so i'm sitting in one dugout one day and he's over in the stands and he's this is the part where they're making a bet with the team he comes over to me he goes what would you say right now and I started labeling all this stuff. I said, I would say this, 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 and this. He goes, okay. Uh, he goes back. He didn't write anything down. I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. He went back, and when they said go, he, word for word, everything I said, he came out of his mouth. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're an actor. That's awesome. And it was just, it was amazing to me because he was so in tune with what I was trying to do and what I was trying to accomplish at the time. He made it come through in the film. Well, you know, and with that film, too, you know, like you said, you know, he really did portray it, you know, to, you know, where you feel comfortable and that he was really making it true. Um, when it hit the theaters and you finally saw it on the big screen, um, were you taken back and just like, wow, this is truly documenting a moment in my life? Again, I'll give you two, two different examples. One, my wife and I are sitting in at Burbank watching the movie, and it's before they put sound in. You know, with the music, they had no music in it, was black and white, and we watched it, and I was like, they go, what do you think? And I was like, uh, okay. And then two weeks later, literally two weeks later, I'm in Nashville speaking to the National Religious Broadcasters Association. They showed the movie. I had to quit crying before I could go up and talk to them. I was blown away by the everything they had done. It was amazing. Now, you know, with that, too, like you said, you know, it blown away, you know, it's this moment in time for you, of course, and gone on to be a Disney classic. You know, there's always those handfuls of Disney classics that get passed on generation to generation. And, you know, I myself, I am a little league coach for, uh, you know, young group of boys. And I showed all of them this movie uh, a couple of weeks ago, knowing we were going to be talking to you. And they were truly inspired as well. And, of course, they had their own take on kind of bets they wanted me to go through. But uh, I'm like, you guys are eight. You know, you got some time yet. (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, with that, you know, like you said, you went on to become, you know, a motivational speaker. And one of your true motivational speeches that I had the honor of seeing was the Dream Makers. What made you realize that you wanted to go on and, you know, start motivating and inspiring people and just really going out there and telling your story? And, you know, so when people are leaving in your presence, they are just ready to go out there and conquer the world. Well, I'll tell you this. My agent... Steve Kanner tried to talk me into being a speaker, and I said, there's no way, dude. I can't even talk in front of 30 kids in a classroom. How am I going to be a speaker in front of thousands of people? He goes, no, you're going to do this. And I started it, and then the reaction from the crowds was amazing. And the fact that I could use my life, make fun of me, be self-deprecating, and show them examples of how to do and how not to do things was amazing. The people you have in your life can dictate the direction you go. And so when people... Listen to me, I guess. I, I got, I'm addicted to it now. I like to go and talk to people, see people. I'm going to Boston next weekend, and we're going to talk to 3,500 people. And it has just been amazing, the, the cheers, and they, everybody gets it. They just look at me with open mouths. Nobody moves. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's something I never saw myself doing, ever. I'm probably, I make more, organizers nervous than anything I've ever seen because when I get there, I don't talk. And then I get on the stage and something happens, it comes on, and they're like, oh, he does talk. Okay, that's good. And so <laughs> this whole thing's been amazing. And it hasn't ended. They go, when the movie dies down, this will stop. And it's picked up speed as time's gone along. I mean, we're 17 years out, and I talk more now than I ever have. So I'm doing <laughs> something right, and things are happening right. And I think that right now, at this time in this nation, we need positive messages, and whether it's mine or whether it's somebody else's, we need to say it. We need to speak it, and we need to tell people, you can't accomplish whatever it is you want. You just have to get up and do it. Definitely. You know, and I think that's one of those things, like you said, we need it more now than ever in our country. And, of course, that always goes back to our roots and, of course, where you began with baseball because, come on, baseball is the American pastime, not football. It's baseball. And, of course, now you're spreading that, inspiring people, and really just, you know, helping motivate the country that we really, truly need. And with that motivation, um, you also have a foundation that you're working on to help motivate the up-and-coming youth of America as well, correct? Absolutely. There are schools in which they have money to burn, and they have the best thing, facilities, pop fields, but you've got these inner-city kids who have nothing. They have no uniforms. I'm working with a school now who had to cancel a season because they didn't have uniforms, and their field is atrocious. And so I started JTRMFoundation.org just to let these kids know we care about them. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's not a Hispanic thing. It's a us thing. It's, we're in this together. And so it's the right thing to do. Baseball saved me. I want to save some other kids and give them an option. You know, they may not ever go past high school in baseball, but if they're successful there, where does that success lead them? It may lead them to a doctorate. It may lead them to physical science stuff. It may lead them to nuclear engineering. It may lead them to the next president. So I want to be there for these kids and show them we do care about you. And so what we do at the foundation is we do a football-baseball thing. I've got NFL guys. I've got baseball guys. Uh, Rangers are working with me right now, and so we're going and we're working with these kids, and these kids' reaction to what we're doing for them is amazing. It's even better than speaking. They're hugging me. They're going, man, nobody's ever done this for us. And these kids have nothing. They don't even live at home because they don't have a home. They live with grandparents. They live with aunts, uncles. They switch houses every two months. It is literally unfair. 
in a country that has so much that we have to do this to our kids. Well, you know, and with that too, you know, like you said, it's something that, you know, really helps them, you know, propel them to the future, show them that anything is possible. And, you know, something as simple as having a place to play, organize sports, have those uniforms, something where it brings up their self-esteem and also realizes we need to focus. We can be anything in this country. And with that foundation, you know, it's spreading like wildfire. And, you know, with that, I guess in all the, I guess all the baseball fields and all the schools and everywhere you've toured around the United States, is there one event or one school, um, besides just your story, of course, that has really touched your life over the last, you know, 10, 20 years? You know, I went to do a deal with Ripken in Tennessee at his new complex that is in Pigeon Forge. And the thing that his board is doing now, they've done so many schools, they've done baseball fields, they've done softball fields, they've done uniforms. I think for somebody who broke Lou Gehrig's record, who is involved with this and has the same thinking I do, and I didn't even know that when I started mine, and their board wants to meet with my board, I think that is amazing, and I think that some of us are on the same page, and we just need to lift up these kids whenever we can because they're always told how they can't do anything and you're going to fail. We tell them you can succeed and you will succeed if you work hard. And you can't sit still. Nobody's going to hand you anything. But if we give you the tools and you use them, let's see how far you can go. So Cal Ripken is... He's a hero of mine because he's, he's done something nobody else has. He played for so long, so many games. I mean, Iron Man, that's all you can say. Now, I guess with this, you know, your entire career, as I mentioned, you know, so many different things, fantastic book, motivational speaker. I guess when it comes back to any of our listeners out there that are little league coaches, high school coaches, um, college coaches, or even just fathers and mothers and, you know, people who have a young ball player in their household, boys, girls, you name it. Is there one tip, one piece of advice that they could pass on to that player in their house that would be something that would really help them out lasting into the future? Well, there's two things. One, I like kids to play every sport. I'm not a big fan of select baseball. I don't think kids should concentrate when they're little on just one sport. I think they should play everything, decide what they love. Then what they're really good at will come out at some time. The second thing is if you strike out or if you give up a home run, you're not trying to do that. Everybody knows that. There is another game. It's tomorrow, and we're going to go out and we're going to do something different and we're going to succeed then. Everybody's going to fail at some point in their life at some time. There's always another chance. There's always another way of doing things. And there's a way of teaching. These kids will learn from their mistakes and move on to be better. So my deal to the parents is just tell them there is another day. There is another at-bat. There is another pitching chance. We will succeed next time. We've learned from this. Let's move on. Definitely. you know, And those are words of advice that when they hear it from a coach or a parent, it's really going to stick with them as you did with the boys, you know, in your life story and everyone that you do right now, motivational speaking. Now, I guess, you know, diverting from all of that, I do have to ask, who is your favorite Major League Baseball team? Oh, Jonathan, that's unfair. I've still, <laughs> still got kids who I coached in a baseball tournament in Florida several, well, a lot of years ago now, and they're 36, 37, 38, and they're still playing. Casimir, Wilhelmson. These kids are people who have stuck with it and stayed with it, and they've been through ups, they've been through downs, but they keep coming back. That's been my message. That's what I want from these kids. Well, they're not kids anymore. They're men. But they learned back then we're going to have failures, and that's okay. We learn from those, and we move on. We will be successful. We just got to keep going after it. 
Definitely. You know, it's, it's a tough one. You know, it's, it's one of those where there's so many different teams and, and things that it would be hard to pick. And I guess with that and going into many of the different things that you've done, um, you know, years later, of course, you know, you had your book, you had the movie, but now you've gone on almost into an entire second career, second life. Would we expect to see maybe a, a part two to your book, a part two to your life story? Because I think it would be just as inspirational and just as inspiring. You know, we're working on that. We have a writer in mind, and I will tell you this. Um, for the last five years, I've been battling Parkinson's because of my football career. And so I could do the Parkinson's thing, but Michael J. Fox and all those guys have that. My deal was to go back and do what I thought helped me the most as a kid and let them know that I love them, they can be successful, and so we're working with kids. And so I'm a dude with Parkinson's working with kids. And yeah, there's a book in the works, and we're working on it right now, and hopefully by next baseball season it'll be out. Very nice. Well, you know, Jim, we know you're busy. You have so many different things on the horizon. And, of course, anybody that's out there definitely needs to catch up with your, your foundation, um, your inspirational speaking. Like I said, you know, the Dream Makers, Dream Killers is one of my truly favorite uh, inspirational conversations I've been able to see of yours. Um, you know, I guess with that, for all the fans of Jim Morris out there, people you've touched their lives, people you've inspired, people who've only seen the movie, but it inspired them as well, is there any final lasting words you'd like to leave out there for anybody listening in? Never, ever give up. If you have something in your heart and it's a passion and you want to do it, you do it. You don't want to wake up one day when you're 60 or 70 and go, what if I would have tried one more time? What would have happened? I'm the perfect example of that. At 35, being a person who should have been out of the game and retired, I go back into it, I succeed, all because of a group of kids. So it doesn't matter where it comes from, and it, for me it came from kids. That thing inside your heart that says, you need to go out and you need to do this, listen to that and go out and do it. I will never, ever regret. I will never wake up one day and go, what if I had tried because I did it? And because of those kids who saw something in me I thought was dead and gone, who even the doctor said, you will never, ever pitch again, it's not impossible. It's, it's not unworthy. You go out and you do it and you get it done. And then you're appreciative and you give the credit where credit's due. I owe everything I have to those 16 and 17-year-old kids in Raven County, Texas. Very good. Well, you, Jim, it was our pleasure having you stop in. You know, inspirational. Uh, somebody that has inspired me, inspired me with all four of my children to pass on some great things to them as well. So thank you once again for taking time, stopping in with us. And of course, you know, no matter what, that film, The Rookie, is going to be living on in the Disney uh, pantheon for years to come. So thank you once again for stopping in. Thanks, Jonathan. I appreciate it. Little boy in a baseball hat Stands in the field with his ball and bat Says I am the greatest player of them all Puts his bat on his shoulder and he tosses up his ball And the ball goes up and the ball comes down Swings his bat all the way around the world's so still you can hear the sound The baseball falls to the ground Now the little boy doesn't say a word Picks up his ball, he is undeterred Says I am the greatest there has ever been Grits his teeth and he tries it again. And the ball goes up and the 
ball comes down, swings his bat all the way around. The world's so still you can hear the sound. The baseball falls to the ground. He makes no excuses. He shows no fear. He just closes his eyes and listens to the cheers. Little boy, he adjusts his hat, picks up his ball, stares at his bat, says, I am the greatest. The game is on the line, and he gives his all one last time. Ball goes up like the moon so bright, swings his bat with all his might. And the world's as still as still can be, and the baseball falls. And that's strike three. Now it's supper time, and his mama calls. Little boy starts home with his bat and ball. Says I am the greatest That is a fact But even I didn't know I could pitch like that Says I am the greatest That is understood But even I didn't know I could pitch that good Dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Write down that piece. Baseball, the great American game. The national pastime of millions, both young and old. The game is played with a sphere known as a baseball. The cork and rubber core is carefully wrapped with yarn and covered with tough horsehide. The bat is made of carefully selected wood and perfectly balanced. The glove or mitt is well padded except when a ball is caught. Baseball is usually played in a ballpark, consisting of a grandstand, bleachers, fence, and a playing field or diamond, so named because of its diamond-like shape. The game is quite simple, as there are only nine players to watch at one time. When the ball is hit, they change position quickly, thus. Here's the pitch. It's a hit to right field. The runner starts for first base. The right fielder goes to the ball. The pitcher covers first. Second baseman pulls off base. Shortstop covers the bag. Center backs up right field. The left field goes to center and vice versa. The runner tries to stretch the hit for two bases. Here's the throw from field. The runner is out or safe for either or neither or both. Simple, isn't it? The player is an all-around athlete. The uniform is loose-fitting to allow freedom of movement. The socks are what the team is named after. The shoes are sturdy, lightweight, and comfortable. Spikes are firmly fastened to the soles of the shoes to prevent slipping. Gum also plays an important part in American baseball. The pitcher, or hurler, is the most important man on the team. To the layman, the colorful actions of the pitcher may appear a trifle overdone. However, such is not the case. The wind-up, for instance, is very necessary. For pitching demands limber brains and well-coordinated muscles, not only in the throwing arm, but of the entire body, in order to achieve that bullet-like delivery of the ball. Hi, this is Richard Karn, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter.
voice identification. EC82. Confirm. gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where summer vacation reigns supreme, and the crack of the bat only means summer's here. I'm so glad to have you all back down here. I know you have missed us all, and I'm so glad that we're able to bring you the joy that you always expect when you come and listen to Disney On Demand. I'm very fortunate to bring a very fitting end-of-summer movie to get you into the spirit and feeling that only this film can. I feel it was a little bit underrated and probably one of Dennis Quaid's best when you look back at his Disney career. I'm taking a look at the 2002 baseball drama, The Rookie. The story I'm about to tell you is about a really good man. His name, Jim Morris. Son of a Navy man, and the lover of the all-American sport, baseball. But at a young age, he's moved to the small town of Big Lake, where no one really cares about baseball. And throughout his entire high school career, where he'd rather be playing baseball, was forced to play other sports. But it wasn't until later in his life that he gets the chance to be drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. But early on in his career, tears his shoulder and ends his hope of ever living his dream. Flash forward to 1999, where we were all partying like it was that year and wondering if Y2K was really that scary. Jim, well, he's married to Brenda. I mean, Rachel Griffith. I mean, his loving wife, played by the ever-talented Rachel Griffith. And as a high school science teacher, where he's finally able to coach the game that he loves. The team that he's coaching, the Big Lake Owls, are not the most impressive team. Actually, I think the Brewers play better than they do. And during one fateful day at practice, the catcher offers to play catch with Jim. It is during this time that his dream is rekindled and notices that he still has the lightning streak of a fastball still within him. And this is where the magic of your dreams truly begins. The team puts a deal to Jim. If the Owls can win the districts and make it to state playoffs, Jim will try out once again to fulfill his dream. And without hesitation, Jim accepts. Well, as fate would have it, the Owls do indeed win the districts, and it is now up to Jim to fulfill his end of the deal. It just so happens that the Tampa Bay Devil Rays are actually holding tryouts nearby. And of course, Jim goes and does one fateful mistake, does not tell his wife. The only reason being is that she worries that he will always hurt himself. She's only looking out for the better of him. It is at tryouts that he discovers that he does indeed have an abnormally high fastball, an amazing 98 miles an hour. Now, this shouldn't come to any surprise. I mean, he is an amazing player. However, we have overlooked one important thing. Jim is beyond the age of, of course, his team, but also that of those who are trying out right after college. Jim is 35, usually considered an advanced age for Major League Baseball. It is through his scout and many phone calls does Jim's wife 
find out of his newfound career. And rightfully so, she is reluctant to let him do it. Again, the fear of injury, humiliation, and of course, the responsibilities of home. But it's the way that Jim begins to inspire his son Hunter, played by everyone's favorite comedic half-man, Angus T. Jones, that she reluctantly, but with full heart, allows him to go. And he's off to the minor leagues, initially signed to the AAA class team of the Orlando Rays, but he's quickly moved up to the Triple A's in the Durham Bulls. Hey, isn't that another movie with Kevin Costner and Susan Sarandon? Hmm, these baseball games always get me a little confused. It is during this hard time through his first year that he's realizing this may not have been a great idea. With him being constantly badgered about his age, being looked at as a novelty, and then of course, the Bills, because minor league baseball doesn't exactly bring home the bacon. And it is at this point, Jim thinks he needs to pack up his dream and go home. But Lori talks him out of it, telling him not to give up. It is his aspirations and his strive that has made Hunter a better person, his wife a better woman, and sees the love of the game within everyone he knows. Not giving up, he stays with his team and is told the next game will be played in Texas against the Rangers. Jim calls his entire family, who then tells everyone in the town of Big Lake. And he's going to prove to them that Jim Morris is a man of the game. And while looking for appropriate wear to impress the major league club that's coming, he discovers his St. Rita's necktie hanging in the locker. It just so happens that St. Rita is the sate of impossible dreams. And Jim impresses everyone he meets. And it's that fastball that makes him the star attraction. And with three straight fastballs, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays win the game. And in turn, Jim finally wins the heart of his father, who admits he's most proud of him, thus repairing a very torn relationship and shows that anyone at any age with a dream and passion can and aspire to be a champion. Movies like this get to me all the time. And to know that this is a true story makes it all the more special. What's even more special? That yes, the rookie is indeed out on Disney Blu-ray. And what a better way to celebrate summer than bringing it out and putting it in your Blu-ray player. Now, I have to admit, the conversion is gorgeous, and the audio is going to boom throughout your sound system. It's going to sound like you are in your favorite Major League ball field. Now, let's get to those extras. They are my favorite. You, of course, are going to get some commentary with the director, John Lee Hancock, and Dennis Quaid. There are a number of deleted scenes. Sure, they're all in SD, but you know what? It is still fun to see what could have been and what was added to the cutting room floor. Want to impress your family members in that last family reunion picnic this summer? Well, get your spring training techniques going as you can learn some very basic baseball techniques and insider tips with six very entertaining shorts. And here's the one that gets me the most, the inspirational story of Jim Morris. Yes, you did just see his life explained on the big screen, but how would you like to hear it from his point of view and his words? Get to know the real Jim Morris and get to know a man that followed his heart 
and of course, lived his dream. So there you have it, The Rookie. What a great summertime film to add to your Blu-ray or DVD collection. I'm going to file this one under P for popcorn and peanuts and candy, and I will see you again next week as we delve deep into the Disney archives here in the vault. Jones and for a little bit more of Disney On Demand, well, come join us at the website, disradio.com. There you can get past shows, current news, and of course, connect with all of us D-Team members as you can email us and email me, Jason, at disradio.com. No question too strong, no question too hard. Well, maybe if it is a sporting question. So until next time, gang, remember the magic of Disney movies is always a home run out of the park and always deep inside of you. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're here. Missed you greatly. Anybody want to tell me how we lost that game? Hmm? No? How about taking a look at the numbers on that scoreboard out there? What do those numbers tell you? How to get a hold of Bo's tire barn? <laughs> you quit. You quit out there. You quit on me, and worse, you quit on yourself. Well, what is it? You think people don't care about baseball around here? Think the school's gonna drop the program? You just making it easy for them. Sad part about it is I see it and you don't. Look, guys. Most of you, you're going to finish up school here. You're going to work the rigs. You're going to work at Bo's Tire Barn. You're going to raise a family and retire. And you're going to do all that right here in Big Lake. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of real good people have done that. I'm doing it. But if you're looking for something more after you're done here, you better get some serious thought as to how you're going to play out the rest of this season. What difference does it make? I mean, it's not like any of us are getting scholarships. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about wanting things in life. I'm talking about having dreams. And all that starts right here. Okay? Right here. You don't have dreams, you don't have anything. Coach, what about you? I mean, you talk about our dreams. I, I mean, Joel, I've been catching yours. You're not talking about me. Yeah, come on, coach. Every time you throw, I gotta ice my hand. Every time. You're the one who should be wanting something more. And the sad part is, I mean, we see it and you don't. I've had my shot, all right? Just, look, we gotta practice tomorrow. Let's go. So you take another shot. It doesn't work like that. It does if you throw hard enough. I don't throw hard enough, all right? Now let's hit the showers. Come on. No, 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 wait a minute. We start winning, you try out again. <sighs> Last time I checked, scouts aren't looking for high school science teachers. Well, not many science teachers throw like you. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. No lie. Take a heck of a lot more than a couple of wins to get me to make a fool of myself. All right. 
What if we win district? Huh? What if we win district and go to state playoffs, then? You serious? Yeah, absolutely. You serious? Yes. Yeah. And all I have to do is just find some kind of tryout somewhere. That's it, man. <clears throat> all right. Oh, no. yeah. You win district. Yeah. Come on, man. We can do this. Right. All right, man. Yeah. Do you remember your imagination? Would never land was your destiny. Your magical adventure is no yet. Just hold on tight and don't forget. Every wish, every dream.
Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice behind the characters Goofy, Pluto, and many of your other Disney favorites. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Now on Diz Radio, it's Brandy, giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on DizRadio.com. Hey, D-Heads. I hope you're enjoying your summer break and all the fun activities while you are spending time with your friends and family. Let's keep the summertime fun going as I dig in today's multimedia news. Disney Infinity has announced of the closure date of the Disney Infinity video game series. As you've already known, through the social media and news outlets, Disney Infinity will be discontinuing later this year. Although there wasn't an official date when the closure of the game will be ending until the new figures of Fire and Dory was released just in time of the movie launching in theaters. On July 29, 2016, Disney released an, an announcement of the closure date and other services being discontinued. In-game purchases in the 2.0 series via PC, stream versions, Android, iOS, and Google Play has been removed. In the 3.0 series, you're able to still continue doing in-game purchases until September 30th, 2016. That's right, until September 30th, 2016, you're able to use in-game purchases. After the September 30th date, PC or even the mobile app game on iOS, Android will not be available for download or even being playable. March 3rd, 2017, all Disney Infinity online services and community features for all platforms will be discontinued. That means it's a very sad time. The series has been wonderful the last couple years. The action figures has been really cool, very detailed. I had a great time um, playing with my cousin while playing the different, the, I think the 2.0 series, playing around the cars and Scully and Captain Jack Sparrow. It was very enjoyable, even on the Nintendo Wii system. So what's your thoughts? Are you still collecting the Power Disc, or have you seen any Power Discs on eBay that you want to buy before the game series is finally completed? Disney's introducing an add-on Star Wars Argument reality game at the theme parks. Disney Florida and Gifts, in the partnership of Lucasfilms, is happy to announce of the launch of the new Star Wars Rebels interactive adventure. This adventure is for those who are brave to answer the call to be a rebel spy to throw off the Empire. There are four secret missions that you'll have to complete in order to be rewarded as the Medal of Bravery. The cost of this package is $500 and includes one Medal of Bravery, box and fabric wrap, four Empire recruitment posters, one Holocron, one Imperial Security Cap, one Kanon's lightsaber, one Star Wars Rebel Journal, and so many more items to be part of this package. It's definitely wonderful to add to your experience, and the mission starts right at your resort room. This will bring you all the way to the Star Tours attraction exclusively right at the Walt Disney World Resort, Florida, and as well Disneyland, California. The package will be available for the resort delivery on August 15th, and if you want more information or if you want to start on that package, you can call at 407-WDW-GIFT or visit DisneyWorld.DisneyFloralGifts.com. Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney Multimedia. 
Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand! Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. Alright, all of you D-heads, so I am back and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It has been a fantastic romp. We've taken the win in all nine innings, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the one and only Jim the Rookie Morris for stopping in here, chatting with us, taking time from all of your organizations, your story. It truly is an inspiration about never giving up on your dreams, never giving up on something that you have, that drive, that want. And thank you, Jim, for stopping in. It truly is an inspirational story, inspires me every time. I see the movie, hear you speak, thank you once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. Yes, without the D-Team, you'd have to listen to me ramble week in and week out. And come on, what kind of boring show would that be just listening to me solely run this show? So an extend a very special thank you to the D-Team of Nathan, Caitlin, Jason, Randy, and Cody, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without you, there would be no show other than me rambling week in and week out. So all of you D-Heads out there, Connect up with the D-Team. You can do that right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. Go to the D-Team page, drop them a line. They won't bite. They are itching to answer your questions, talk with you, and just really connect with all of you D-Heads. And finally, and most of all, thank you, the D-Heads. You are the reason that we continue to bring this show to you every single week for the last six years. Yes, the last six years, we have continued to bring this show to you every single week with all kinds of guests, magic, and fun. And you have helped our show grow to where it is today and make it exactly what it is. And we are truly honored to bring this show to you and humbled by all of your fandom and fan letters. So thank you, D-Heads, for stopping in, making the show what it is, and really spreading the word of Diz Radio. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete archives, the latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. It's really simple. All you got to do is search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And if you just can't wait every week, you need it instantly, you can subscribe to our show. Yes, go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, and you can get the latest show right there on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, your tablet, and listen to the shows as soon as they get released every single week. That easy. Just search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand and subscribe right there. And remember, you can find all of these links and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that out of the way, lots of fun things. Tail end of summer, as I mentioned last week, baseball in the wings and all kinds of fun. And next week, many people are going back to school. So we're going to celebrate school, Disney school movies, and see if you can piece together how many school-related films 
are actually in the Disney Archive. So until next week, all of you D-Heads, make the most of the weekend. Spend that time with your family, your friends, your loved ones. And as I always say, the most important thing, slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-Heads, follow your dreams, make it spark, never let anything hold you down, and remember, you never have strings to hold you down in life. Just soar, go beyond, and make your dreams happen. Until next week, all of you D-Heads, I'll catch you online and have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.